Hi, change agents. Welcome to season three of my podcast. My name is Tracy V. Allen, social enterprise and small business strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting. Our podcast and company are focused on helping change agents design, build, and fund programs and services through implementable strategies that will impact the people they serve. Hey everyone, welcome to another um, episode of Mission Impact Series, the podcast with Tracy and Ty. Today we are talking about where are your clients. Um, if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about um, was it who are your clients? Who are your clients? Yes, it was who are your clients. So today we're talking about where are they? So now you know who they are. You have to figure out where they are so you can go get them or get them to come to you, right? Because that's the way we're going to be making money. Again, my name is Tracy D. Allen. I'm the owner of TVA Consulting Group. I have over 20 years of experience in the social impact industry. I help social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and small businesses to design, build, and fund their social ventures, maximize their revenue, and impact their communities. All right, my name is owner of Tybo Enterprises. Um, like Tracy, I have 20-something years working with nonprofit organizations, helping nonprofits move from startup and struggle to sustainability and success, usually if they know where to get their book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Right. I guess. Or profit or whatever. You got to know where your people at. Who is your, who is your tribe, right, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Where, where do your people hang out? What We talked it earlier this week about your client avatar and, and knowing who that person is. Um, and there's a lot goes that goes into that creating that person, you know, or that, that group of people or that audience. Or that you know that population that you're trying to serve, or that you want to have serve you, you have to know things about them, you know, including where they hang out. You know, where where are they? Where are my people? If you're if you're um, depending on what kind of profession you're in, you know, if I'm if I'm in the landscaping profession, where do, where are people who want to have their yards done? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everywhere, right? They're they're pretty much everywhere. But who? But what kind of yards do I want to do? Do I want to have? Do I want to have clients who have large yards? Do I prefer clients who have small yards? Do I want to work in the city? Do I want to work in the country? Where are those people? Having to know things, the demographics of your clients um, or your your proposed clients will help you to identify the right ones. Right. And one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast uh, was doing market research. So during your market research phase, that is one of the things that you're going to identify is like the demographic information and the psychographic information of that particular client avatar. So that will give you some clear indications as to where that client hangs out. Are are they at the bar on Friday nights after work drinking it up? Is that where your ideal client is? Are you going to find your ideal client in the daycare center? And like Ty said, suppose you're you're, um, a landscaper. How do you find your clients? Maybe you hit up all the homeowners associations in the area or the, um, the municipality that you live in so that, you know, you can get the word out about who who you are and what you do. Maybe you send out some mailers to a specific demographic because you know exactly what type of landscape you want to deal with. And maybe the people in that area have that type of landscape, 
right? So getting to really know where your clients are located will make your life a lot easier so that you can increase your revenue. Another thing in, when, when we're talking about where your clients are, we cannot forget social media, right? Social media is a big thing. It's where we locate a lot of our clients, but there are tons and tons and tons of social media platforms. We're talking LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, and I know I'm forgetting a lot because I don't know TikTok, um, Twitter, you name it. They're there, right? <laughs> there are tons and tons of different social media platforms and some that we don't even know about that are out there that people are actually using on a regular basis. So you have to also know because you can't, yes, you can post on all of these platforms for awareness, but where are you going to focus in on actually getting the clients? So depending on your demographic, right, and the age range of your client, it may be Facebook where you're going to run ads or share a lot more content than you do on the other channels. Or maybe it's Instagram where you're showing pretty pictures of your yards that you have done, you know, the before and the afters or whatever it is. But you also need to know where your people are hanging out on social media. Mm-hmm. And you know, we need to stop feeling like we are the field of dreams. You know that movie? <laughs> you know, yeah. Because they don't. If they, you have to tell them where to come to. You got to go get them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go and get them, you can't build it. So I, I see a lot of times where you know people are just kind of starting businesses, you know, nonprofit and for profit alike, and they're just like, okay, nobody supported me. Nobody wants to be my client because they built. They feel like they built something, and people are just supposed to come. And they're not doing the action that it takes to attract people into the products and to the services that they've provided um, because they're not going where they are to get them. You know, you can build a business and post it on Facebook, but if your audience is not Facebook material, ain't nobody coming. If you're you're selling LinkedIn quality stuff on Facebook, people on Facebook may not want to buy that. They may think it costs too much. It may not be the right audience that's there. If you're looking for... If you're trying to sell high-end stuff and you're on Snapchat in the kitty corner, mm-hmm. kids ain't no money. <laughs> they can't buy it. That's very true. And I like the fact that you made the distinction between like Facebook and LinkedIn, the type of um, content that you put on Facebook, you may not put on LinkedIn. In the type of content you put on Instagram, you're not going to put on Facebook. I mean, granted, some of it can go across the board, but it depends, again, on the type of audience that you are trying to sell to. You have to know who your audience is because you that will um, denote how you make your content, what type of content you're actually putting out. That's it. Where are they? Where are my clients at? Yeah. Oh, I hear me. That's yeah. what it goes Where Identifying your, your market. Who are you trying to sell to? Right. You know, that person, who are my clients? Because if you don't know who they are, you definitely will not know where they are because you don't know who you're looking for. So you don't know where you find them. Yeah, that's true. So that's why we started off with, with who is your client? Because you have mm-hmm. to know who your client is first. You need to have a visual and you need to have a mental picture of how that client acts, what that client looks like, where they work, how much money they have. Right. How much money they make and then how much disposable income 
they have because that's what you're looking for the disposable income not the monies that they're using to pay their rent and their utilities and maintain their life it's the disposable income you're going after and of course we could get into all, having all of that you know demographic and psychographic leads into how you price your products and services as well so it leads into where they are because if your um client is in mcdonald's right that's where they hang out is probably at McDonald's um, instead of hanging out, I don't know, at P.F. Chang's, let's say. I don't know, right? Um, but we're talking about different price ranges, right? So it kind of speaks to the disposable income um, of that client as well. Not that McDonald's is cheap now either. I don't eat at McDonald's, but I realized that having a conversation with someone else, McDonald's seems to be quite pricey these days. <laughs> Yeah. So how you like you know the, the McDonald's um scenario. I mean, you can get a hamburger from McDonald's even with them being pricey now. You might pay $7, $8 for, you know, a, a combo. Mm -hmm. But you can take that you could go and you can also you can also buy a hamburger from um and from the steakhouse, right? Right. <laughs> but it's not going to cost it might cost $16. But it's still at the end of the day, it's still a hamburger. But it's about what the customer wants and what they value in the hamburger. So you're like, uh, okay, would you prefer to pay sixteen dollars for the hamburger? Or would you prefer to pay six dollars for the hamburger? It all depends on my style and what and what I like to eat and and what side of town I like to be on. I don't like McDonald's, so I prefer to go over here and get the hamburger for sixteen dollars because the cheese looks different. Or, or the processing is different. So you think about what you have to bring to the client, and we can talk. We're not talking about pricing or anything or presentation, but all. But that is part of getting to know who your client is and getting to know where your client is, um, where your client is located. So yes, it mm -hmm. is part of conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's where we're leading towards, right? All of this is mm -hmm. a buildup to actually setting your prices and generating revenue. Mm -hmm. So. That's it for me today. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, myths and lies tomorrow. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, and we'll see you next time for myths, lies, and effects. I like how she said it. <laughs>